This is a Kitty Pod production. Our nature documentary, Baggy the Anorexic Elephant, will not be seen tonight so that we may bring you the following special presentation. The Keep It To Yourself podcast was taped in front of a live, yet limited, masked, and socially distant audience. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode 105 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. Or as it's being called this week, Tales From The Old World Part 2. You'll find out why in just a minute, and find out too. Great, a blooper off the top. Oh, well, early doors. Anyway, my name, as always, is Jason Bullet. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, pussy, imitator, assassinator, baby. Demand the hour. Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. And I'm coming to you from the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York. I'm recording the evening of Thursday, the 10th of September, 2020. As I record this 19 years ago tomorrow, 9-11 happened. I've talked about it before on this podcast. I've talked about where I was. I was a freshman at what was then Castle State College, now Castle University. I didn't even know what had happened until about 10.30. The second tower had gone down by that time. And I remember this country coming together as one as I'd never seen it before. And I wish it happened again in some way. But anyway, that's enough talk about that. We're going to do like a hybrid episode of sorts. I'm going to bring back an old interview I did with Jeff DeRossi back in 2018. Remember that year? That was great, huh? Better than this one, I'll tell you. Also, as this is episode 105, we take a little look back at 2005 and do the usual BS, pod shoutouts, streaming recommendations, and at the end, a big change to our football segment, everything to do with the pandemic going on right now. We'll get into that later on. But let me get into my holiday weekend. But before we do that, actually, let's get my social media plugs. You can Follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. You can also follow us on my civilian Instagram at Jason underscore 51838. There's the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page as well. You can also financially support this podcast by hitting up my Venmo account. You'll see that in the teaser text. There's also a support function on Anchor FM. You can also listen to this podcast on Anchor FM, the hosting platform of Same2. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. Let's get into my holiday weekend here. It was rather quiet, pandemic or no. On Saturday, not Sunday as in past years, on Saturday, we wound up, or we, I mean I, pronouns, pal. I wound up going to my friend Dave's house, actually I was invited, and went over for a little Labor Day picnic. Socially distanced, of course. Opened up the backyard. Brought some cookies with me, went in through the backyard fence, got on this little deck of their house, supped of hot dogs, did not have barbecue chicken, though it was on the menu, said, ah, just give me a hot dog. Supped some of their wares, it was quite a nice night. There was a bit of yelling going on, too, I don't know if it was one of the neighbors or, heaven forbid, one of our guests. I'm thinking more the former than the latter. But it was kind of an almost but not quite disconcerting end to what was an otherwise great little barbecue we had or cookout if you will it was a great time it was pretty quiet but i do have to mention something that happened around the rolling hills the saturday previous 
I wound up sheltering in place at home, mainly because there are areas up to the north, not here, thank goodness, but areas slightly up to the north of Bullet House were under a tornado warning. Yeah, I don't live very far from where a tornado hit Mechanicville and Stillwater on the 31st of May, 1998. And it came up on my phone, I was sitting in the living room, well, we missed the first one, that wasn't too bad, then all of a sudden, a notification came up on my phone, said, there's a tornado warning in your area. I was like, oh geez, well, I better get my little charger pack thing in case we lose electricity, hopefully the house doesn't get destroyed. One thing or another like that. And it's a good thing I was just at my own house because I texted my brother and said, hey, you want me to come over to your place to come over for dinner tonight? And he said, nah, we're good. I'm like, okay. I would have had the shelter in place at their pad dealing with a cagey eight-year-old nephew and other elements of the family. But nope, I wound up toughing out the storm with Otis the Wonder Dog. And thankfully, the tornado did not hit this neck of the woods. It actually did some damage in Stillwater. It did some damage across the Hudson River in Rensselaer County, town of Scattercoke. But we made it through relatively unscathed, which is more than I could ask for in that moment. So there you go. Other than the picnic and tornado, it's been pretty quiet week around here. Well, all that aside, because we have plenty to get to, let's go back into the past, more distant than what we're going to hear later on. Let's take you back to 2005. Music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. Let's go. Playing into this segment of the podcast, at least the episode thereof, the number four song in the country on the Billboard Hot 100 charts this week in 2005, Lose Control by Missy Elliott featuring Sierra and Fat Man Scoop. Number one on the charts, Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. In fact, Mariah had the top two songs in the country, not only We Belong Together, but Shake It Off. Not to be confused with the song of the same name by Taylor Swift. That was years later. Well, what an eventful year 05 was. Personally, I graduated from the aforementioned Castle University and entered the working force, the working life too. Postgraduate, ah, bills, all those responsibilities. Been living with them ever since. It was not a good year for the climate. Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans and hit it hard. All the devastation you see on TV, it was hard to not see. Of course, Kanye West didn't help matters. He went off on George W. Bush, and rightfully so, in my opinion, at my young age that back then. Not a good world, not a good time on the world scene, too. Terror bombings in London on July the 7th, and again two weeks later, less so. Before the announcement of those bombings, and also before London announced they were going to get the 2012 Olympics. The Live 8 concerts took place in eight cities around the world, including Philadelphia, 20 years after Live Aid helped make poverty history. North Korea, well, this is the time where North Korea became a perennial trouble spot in the world, at least to American intelligence it was. Starting getting nukes. Haven't been much of a threat since then, but we're self-destructing ourselves. So we don't really need any outside help. Prince Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles. 
This was sometime after she, after he divorced Diana. He mean Prince Charles, that is. Saddam Hussein, remember him? Well, his trial began all over a year after he was captured. In Germany, Angela Merkel became the first German chancellor, the first female chancellor in Germany. And she's been quite a presence on the world stage since then. We had some debuts to talk about in 05. YouTube. I'm going to let you know a little secret. I get some of this audio from YouTube, where I use for sound drops in this segment, and others too. Doctor Who arrived once again on TV screens throughout the world. The British sci-fi series had been off the air for some time, but it came back Easter weekend of 2005. Speaking of television, Robot Chicken made its way into Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. I really enjoyed the series when I was a younger fella. Well, younger meaning mid-twenties. Wonder Shows in. I heard about this series on an episode of the Goods from the Woods podcast where they took a look back at 2005 as only they could. Current TV showed up. Al Gore helping to reach millennials, people my age. That showed up on cable systems most everywhere. We've had quite a number of people who passed in 2005 and there was a laundry list. Peter Jennings, longtime anchor of ABC World News Tonight. I grew up watching him. William Westmoreland, the controversial general during the Vietnam War. Luther Vandross, soul singer. George Mikan, basketball player. One of the earliest stars of the NBA in its earlier years. Dana Elker, he played a bit part for many years on MacGyver. I forgot who, I never really watched the show to be honest with you. Ozzie Davis, great actor and a civil rights activist to boot. I saw him earlier that senior year at Castleton in the intro to film studies class in Do the Right Thing. Shirley Chisholm, the first African-American woman ever elected to Congress. Ralph Edwards, television presenter. You may remember him from You Bet Your Life. No, not You Bet Your Life. This is your life. Well, that would have been a switch if it was Ralph Edwards instead of Groucho Marx. Oopsie. Big oopsie on my part. Johnny Carson, one of the titans of late-night television. This man helped make it into the art form and the genre that it is. Host of The Tonight Show from 1962 until his retirement. 30 years later in May of 1992. What a run he had. I listened to this great podcast that everybody should check out if you're into this sort of thing called the Carson Podcast. Mark Malkoff's the host, and he interviews celebrities and also people who worked on The Tonight Show, be it in New York or in Los Angeles. It's a great listening and very fascinating, too. I listened to an episode where there was this writer named Gene Parrott, I believe that's his name. Don't quote me on it. He was talking about running for Bob Hope. He was his head writer for many years. And Johnny Carson's appearance on what was Bob's 90th birthday special back in 93. I also remember as a younger person on the Family Channel, now known as Freeform, they would have this thing on called Carson's Comedy Classics. And it was all the, the skits from The Tonight Show. All the little spots they did like Karnak the Magnificent, Art Fern, Floyd Art Turbo, all the you know, stuff he did with Ed McMahon, it was some funny stuff right there. I remember that was the weekend we had a snowstorm and came up. I was watching, like, of all things, ESPN. Uh, they were doing a simulcast of ESPN News and and came up on the little thing on the right-hand corner that said, Johnny Carson, dead at 79. That's how I found out about it, believe it or don't. Pope John Paul II, what a left turn that was. The man born Karol Wojtyła, the first Polish pope. He passed in 2005. He had been in some ill health for a number of years. 
and he was succeeded by Benedict the Sixteenth. Forgot to put that in the in the news segment. Hank Stram, legendary coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, led them to their first Super Bowl title and the only one until this past February, which may as well be light years ago at this point. I watched a film of Super Bowl IV, and they mic'd him up, and he came up with some gems here, including this one. 65 toss power trap. 65 toss power trap. That might pop wide open, Rats. Virginia Mayo, legendary actress of the silver screen. Often worked with Danny Kay. Max Schmeling, German boxer, twice loser to Joe Lewis. Especially in 1938, Adolf Hitler's rise to power in Nazi Germany. Sandra D, legendary actress, also like Virginia Mayo. Thurl Ravenscroft, you may remember him as the original voice of Tony the Tiger, Frosted Flakes. They're great. Hunter S. Thompson, author and founder of Gonzo Journal Journalism and Journalism too. Author of such books as Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mitch Hedberg, funny comic. Underrated in my opinion. I like rice. Rice is great when you're hungry and you want 2,000 of something. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom loves those applause breaks. Refried beans. I like refried beans. That's why I want to try fried beans, because maybe they're just as good and we're, we're wasting time. <laughs> I, went to a, I went to a pizzeria. I ordered a slice of pizza. The dude gave me the smallest slice possible. If the pizza was a pie chart for what people would do if they found a million dollars, this dude gave me the donated to charity slice. <laughs> I would like to exchange this for the keep it. Another comic, Richard Pryor, passed away in 2005. The man whose voice begins every episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. Hey, man! Eddie Albert, great actor and the man who played Oliver on the sitcom Green Acres back in the day. Saul Bellow, author of such books as Dangling Man, he passed in 2005. Chris Candido, WWE wrestler. And Eddie Guerrero passed away, too. That was a shocking and sad one, too. His widow, Vicky, is now an AEW manager of, I believe it's Nyla Rose. Saw her in action last night as I record this. Eugene McCarthy, a guy who ran against Richard Nixon in the 1968 presidential election. And lost, too. Bob Denver, we lost Gilligan of Gilligan's Island. Don Adams, Maxwell Smart and Get Smart. And voice of Tennessee Tuxedo, and I got to know him as the voice of Inspector Gadget. And loving it. Rosa Parks, we had another civil rights activist. She passed away in 2005. This is the woman who, 50 years before her death, sat down on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama, and refused to give it up to a white person. It was segregation. It was the South. It was the 1950s. That's how things were. And she got arrested, and that touched off the civil rights movement in the United States. Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid. He also had a role as one of the cooks at Arnold's Diner on Happy Days. That's how he came to prominence. But that's what got his name on the map. What kept it there was The Karate Kid. Wax on, wax off. John Spencer, actor in The West Wing. George Best. A soccer player, first Playboy soccer player, footballer as he's known in other parts of the world. 
he really didn't get much of a name in the United States because soccer, soccer wasn't anywhere as popular then as it is now. Matthew McGrory. Here's a name you don't know. This actor stood 7 feet 6 inches tall. I saw him in Big Fish back in the day. He was taller than even me. Francis Langford. Actress, singer, worked with Bob Hope on those USO tours back in the day. My dad probably saw him many years back. L. Patrick Gray, director of the FBI. And this man wound up being revealed as a man called Deep Throat, or at least went under the name of Deep Throat, who was an informant that helped out Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein in the Watergate investigation. Bob Woodward back in the news with 45 and, you know, confiding him and the audio got leaked about coronavirus and how deadly it was. Mason Adams. He was a radio actor, but I got to know him as the voice of those Smuckers commercials. For more than a hundred years, with a name like Smuckers, it has to be good. Also passing away, but after much controversy, Terry Schiavo. This was a woman who was left in a vegetative state for many years, and after some controversy in the family and quite the national debate, she finally passed away by doctor's assistance. I kind of remember the whole shit show that surrounded her death. Barbara Bell Geddes from Dallas. I forgot who she played, but I never really watched the show. But she passed in 05 just the same. Anne Bancroft, another actress. This was the wife of Mel Brooks for many years. Paul Winchell, actor and voiceover artist. The voice of Tigger in the Winnie the Pooh cartoons that I grew up with. <laughs> Well, Shelby Foote, author and historian, mainly seeing Ken Burns' first ever documentary that really put him to prominence, and that is the Civil War. Him meaning Ken Burns, of course. Browns, pal. James Doohan, we lost Scotty from Star Trek in 2005. I gotta give him more, Captain. She's gonna blow. Speaking of Britain, two prime ministers of the United Kingdom met their ends in 05, James Callahan and Edward Heath. Michael Vale, here's another name you don't know. We grew up with this man as Fred the Baker in all those Dunkin' Donuts commercials. Time to make the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts are always fresh. I made the donuts. We make them at least twice every day. Time to make the donuts. Not a few kinds like supermarkets. Hey, donuts. Time to make the donuts. But up to 52 varieties. The donuts. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. I made the donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, up to 52 varieties, fresh day and night. No supermarket can say that. And to wrap up our long list of 2005 obituaries, Simon Wiesenthal, Holocaust survivor, and also John DeLorean, businessman who came up with the iconic car from the Back to the Future movies. Flux, come back to the... Marty, we gotta go back to the future. Speaking of pop culture, on to sports now. The Chicago White Sox won their first World Series since 1917. Swept the Houston Astros to win it. The New England Patriots won their third Super Bowl in four years. Birth of a dynasty? We'll see. San Antonio Spurs, speaking of which, third championship in their franchise's history. Their third in, in the decade almost. NCAA football, Southern Cal won the national championship. We're still in the throes of the Bowl Championship Series in case you haven't sussed it out yet. North Carolina won their first NCAA men's basketball title since 1993. The National Hockey League did not crown a Stanley Cup champion. As we have said in the previous episode, there was a lockout. The whole season was canceled. 
but the lockout ended in July. We had the draft. Sidney Crosby went to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Alexander Ovechkin came from Russia to the Washington Capitals. We all know how all that turned out. There is a Beatles lyric from a song that name escapes me. It said, have you ever seen Chelsea win the league? Well, for the first time since 1995, actually 1955, fans of Chelsea were hoping it the streak was a lot shorter. Chelsea won the Premier League championship. And speaking of European soccer, Liverpool defeated AC Milan in an epic comeback. They were down three goals to nothing, came back to tie it, and went down to penalties. Liverpool took it down. Fifteen years later, they won their first Premier League championship in three decades. As I record this, we're two days away from the start of the 2020-2021 Premier League season. They'll see Liverpool take on Leeds United. Moving out of sports into the silver screen, the best picture of that year's Oscars, best picture of 2004, Million Dollar Baby, nominated in seven categories, one and only four of them. This wasn't like the year previous with The Lord of the Rings where it was in, it won awards in every category in which it was nominated. Top grossing film, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith took in almost $400 million in the U.S. box office, even though it's kind of a year for movies. And wrapping up with music, the best album at the Grammys, well, Ray Charles, who passed away a year previous, got some posthumous dap from the Recording Academy, whoever hands out the Grammys. He took home best album for Genius Loves Company. Well, he also got best record, his song duet with Nora Jones called Here We Go Again. Well, here we go again. Also, should point out in television, the Star Trek franchise disappeared from TV screens for the first time in 18 years. With Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Voyager Discovery all done after almost two decades. Well, here we go again. One best record, the Grammys. And we say here we go again as I take you back to episode 54 of the Kitty Pod. And an interview I did with Jeff DeRossi on Labor Day of 2018, and you're going to hear that right now. Okay, well, you just happened in on a conversation like a little fly on the wall. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a great friend of mine here on the Keep It To Yourself podcast, and this is episode number 54. It's Labor Day 2018, end of summer, unofficially at least. And no better way to end the summer than with this gentleman right here. His name is Jeff DeRossi. Say hi, everyone. Say hi, Jeff. Hello, hello. Hey, it's first time podcast land. This is our first meeting in what seems like ages. I think we have to go back to Saratoga Springs High School since last we uh, crossed paths. Yeah, maybe running into you downtown over, you know, over the summer. But, yeah, never had a really sit-down moment to say hello since, <laughs> yeah, high school, honestly. Oh, yeah. So, man, so let's uh, get a little background on Jeff DeRossi. Are you, like uh, many other friends, uh, grew up here in Saratoga, born, raised, etc.? Yes, uh, third generation in Saratoga. Technically, uh, I was born in Glens Falls Hospital. Oh yeah, because number of, not all people in Saratoga. Let the listeners in on this. Not all people who grew up here were born in Saratoga. I was born, raised, educated. Even though I did live nearby in the town of Wilton. Right, but it's all considered Saratoga or Saratoga yeah. School District if you're in Wilton. Yeah. But yeah, I was born in Glens Falls, but lived here my whole life. 
uh, up until, well, uh, high school and then college, I went to St. Lawrence University. Oh, you were up north. You were up on the banks of the St. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. My sister almost went to a college the next town over in Potsdam. We were looking at SUNY Potsdam. That's the furthest north I had been in New York State up until several years ago when I went to Alexandria Bay for a day trip. Well, anybody would do that in their right mind, but I'll never oh, yeah, know. Day trip is, that's a, that's a hike that, for a day yeah, trip. Yeah, man. Well, like, I, I, arrived at the, I was at a meetup where like, only three of us went. It was uh, four, we were left in the Crossgate Small parking lot, four hours. I think it was about 11 o'clock by the time we got to Alexandria Bay. We left at five. I didn't get back to like 8.30, 9 o'clock. Wow. And you're talking, told you're going throughway, then you went north to I-81. Last exit before, got the last exit before the Thousand Islands Bridge and you went into Canada. I'm telling you, there's no easy way to get to that part of New York. And uh, yeah, you're, you're right on the border there. Yeah. And as you know, our mutual friend that we just brought up, Sam Sharp. Oh, yeah, he's been up there. Got a place up that way. I took, I remember doing the two-nation cruise. That means, well, we didn't anchor in Canada. None of us had our passports, so we couldn't drop anchor north of the border. So we just drove, we just, we we made our way by the ship. What am I talking about? It's Labor Day, folks. It's hot. It's humid. It's really hot. It's it's what, 85, 100% humidity? Good thing we came in here to cool off. We were all set to do the first open air interview in the history of this podcast. Yeah, at the racetrack. At the Saratoga Racecourse on closing day, no less. But we are in air-conditioned comfort at Druthers in Saratoga Springs. And you have to forgive me for lack of tact. I must, I didn't have like uh, any formal notes. I did, I did have them. So I'm going offhand here. This could be well be a short interview. Well, you know what? Let me give you a little bit more of a background of what I've been doing since high school. So. Okay. So uh, according to Facebook, you studied biology at St. Lawrence up in Canton. That's right. I got a degree in biology. Yeah. Uh, and. A year out of college, I well, basically, I, I went to the West Coast and got a bartending job in San Francisco. Oh, yes. We had a number of people who live out in San Francisco, up in the bay, out by the bay. When I moved out there, there must have been 15 people from Saratoga that graduated within a year of each other. Oh. So, yeah, a lot of fun. You know, wow. jumped right into a social uh, scene. Yeah, by the bay, Frisco. Yeah, beautiful place. Yeah, you drive Lombard Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't even go full San Francisco here. You go like, um, you like the trolley, like the, the cable car? I've ridden it once. Oh, you did it once. That's oh, all you need. It's like, yeah. it's like Slurpees at 7-Eleven. You have one, you had every, yeah, you did Exactly. Have one. You don't have to try all the flavors. <laughs> yeah, so that's been, right. I've been in California ever since uh, college, basically. So. Oh, yeah, that's the thing about California, the East Coasters, like, especially if you live in Los Angeles, like, they never come back. Right. No, that's Except true. Except for you, man, but you're back, you're back here until, like, the end of the weekend. You're out of here tomorrow. You're heading back to Frisco. Oh, that's area. right. Well, now we live in Sacramento. We bought a house oh, in Sacramento. Town. So you're further north now. Yeah, a little bit further north, but it's you know it's split between the mountains like Tahoe oh, yeah. and San Francisco. So we're so about halfway from, between. So you've gone from New York's capital region to California's capital region. That's exactly right. I got to be near the capital. That's right, man. So let's get Mario involved. Here. Let's get a little background here. Let's get him involved because he's sitting there like, what are these two idiots up to? No, 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 no. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, bud. So Mario is my wife's best friend from college's husband. Yeah, you know, they went to school in San Francisco. <laughs> you almost sound like that scene in Spaceballs with Rick. Murray. What does that make us? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm your cousin's nephew's college roommate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much that story. So my wife went to USF. Yeah, University of San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And her roommate yeah. uh, is a 
lady named Nikki, and this is Nikki's husband. Oh. And we've known each other for about as long as I've been in California. Wow, wait, so yeah, exactly. we have like, so we have like the first, I have the first husband, nurse married man in the history of the Keep It To Yourself podcast after I had the first female and first married female. I had Holly Sampson on earlier this summer. Great. Did a call and she lives out in D.C. now. Nice. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, give her my best. So, uh, Mario, you went to USF. This is the University of San Francisco, not the University of South Florida. Oh, we got a... Oh, uh, food order. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got the good stuff here. Thank you. And shout out to the wait staff here at Brothers uh, doing a run-in. So I'll just... Um, yeah, dig in, man. So I'll have to forgive, have to forgive me uh, the listeners here if we uh, eat munch and chew all the way to one a little on this podcast, but... That's just how she is today, so. These are good. Yeah, man. We got loaded fries. Yeah. We got a jalapeno. Got a crema in there. Got some. Yeah, dig in. That is solid. Bacon. Oh, yeah. They weren't kidding when they called them loaded fries. No, Van Meyer. So, yeah. So, Mario and I um, now work together. Oh. The same company. Friends and workmates. Boy, that ought to be an interesting dynamic, huh? Yeah. And we sell chemicals. Oh, boy. And a specific kind that are called atmospheric cryogenics. So the best way to relate it is, you know the scene in Terminator 2 where the tractor trailer rolls over and breaks open and all the liquid nitrogen spills out? That's what we sell. They got like Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. Right. I got the cyborg, I was in the container. Best advertising for our business, definitely. I certainly think so. Arnold Schwarzenegger is here, ladies and gentlemen. I have a trend of like having friends on the podcast and getting celebrities. Actually, I imitate them so Just happened to be at Druthers, pop by. Yeah, that's right. Go to California one time. Yeah, our, our, our famous governor. And here I am now living in the capital that he operated out of. So, so, a couple of things, you know, I've listened to a few of the podcasts, oh, thank, oh. and there seems like to be a, a couple of recurring themes, you know, a little bit of history with your guests, what they've yep, been up yep. to. Yeah, that's how I do with an interview. I don't have much uh, for a guest here, but I've been busy this summer. I've had more guests I've noticed, yeah. There hasn't been too many podcasts coming out. Just Yeah, yeah been I've been fun. taking it easy. I was on vacation all, uh, last month. Where'd you head to? Where'd you go? Cape Cod. Yeah, I've never been to Cape Cod. Oh man, I was in Harwich. My sister had this rental property in uh, the town of Harwich, which is right near the crook of the Cape. Beautiful. And uh, I, I, last episode, I talked all about it. So great. Did you uh, eat a bunch of seafood while you were there? Lobsters not, and clams? Uh, not really. No, not a fan, or just well, just didn't because that's my sister. She was uh, pulling the screen. We went to like uh, a couple of pizza. Uh, my brother-in-law ordered from one pizza place. My uh, we went to, the night before we left. We all went to this pizza place in town. Mm-hmm. What else? We uh, I went to this went to this restaurant the uh, the first night we were there. So most everything was in the town, but we did get out. We went to Chatham. We went to Hyann- We went to Hyannis. Beautiful. I took the boat right out to Martha's Vineyard. Really? That's all in episode fifty-three, folks. Great. Uh, another theme, I, it seems, on the podcast is you asked our guests their favorite book. Oh, you're, you're picking up on it, man. Yes. Who's been setting up for this? The, the Super 6, Super 7. So it looks like uh, you're going to beat me to the punch on some of these Well, points. I have to say, I mean, this is a, not that I have a bone to pick, but oh. the fact that Jim Perillo and Adam Parada have the same favorite book. Infinite Jeff by David Foster Wallace, R.I.P. I went out and bought that book. 
Oh, how did you, what did you think of it? I gotta say, I haven't cracked it yet. But I'm not intimidated by the size because, I mean, a thousand pages, well, yes, it is daunting. That's a chapter unto themselves. Well, that seems like the hardest part is you literally have to have, from what I understand, two, uh, you know, like, um, two spots in the book where you're flipping back and forth. Oh, yeah. Because it's, yeah, it doesn't read linearly. But anyway, I mean, a thousand page book, come on, one Game of Thrones book is over a thousand pages. And there's like seven and, you know, more to be written. So, my favorite current book is uh, a little book called Hyperion, which is a, a fantasy series. Ooh, first fantasy series we had. Yes, and there's four parts, and it's great. I think the, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic series. Um, but the other book I wanted to mention right now is one that I'm reading called The Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. Another fantastic fantasy series. I'm calling it, it's going to be the next Game of Thrones. People are going to go crazy for this It's going to be like the next big series. Like, it's going to be the next big one. It's uh, the Stormlight Archive. Get a little loud here, folks. So you're aware, a little, uh, a little milk to the listeners. So, I say we ask Mario, if we're going to jump into the favorites here, the Super 70, so Mario, favorite book or last book you've read? Oh, gosh, last book I read was, last book I read was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> who wrote, I uh, who it was wrote good, that? it was beneficial, you know, it gave me a few things to go off of. Wait, what's uh, it about? Um, it's a self-help book uh, about... Um, do you know the, yeah, do you know the author? I can't, I can, look, I can look it up real quick, but it's a self-help book pretty much about how caring less is beneficial to the human mind on a daily basis. Like good stress versus too much stress and focusing on Exactly, like quit sweating the small stuff kind oh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like, why should you care about this? Like you're sitting here thinking about this and sweating this out when nobody else cares but you type of thing. So. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, a little less uh, interesting than Hyperion and whatnot, but yeah, helpful nonetheless. There you go right there. That's a good pull right there, Mario. Um, so, Jeff, I think you're also the uh, first parent I've had on the Keep It To Yourself podcast. Really? Know, Mr. Uh, Parada doesn't have a baby on the way yet? Well, at least, well, none that he knows about. Same <laughs> 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 for me, same for me too, folks. <laughs> So yes, and actually, uh, you'll be meeting my daughter here uh, at some point. My wife and her are, she was napping, and uh, then they went for a little walk around, did some, doing some window shopping, so um, yeah, they should make an appearance. How old is the daughter, if I may ask? She is actually almost two and a half years old. Oh boy, I have a nephew, by the way. He turned six recently, but this week, as we record this, he's going to start first grade. I was so. going to say, yeah, school's back. We'll be back in session around here. You know, and it's funny you mentioned this is, you know, Labor Day. It's not the official end of summer, but it truly is in this town. Yes, it is, man. The last day of the track and everything. Last day of the track, Humpty Dumpty's, all the, like, oh, yeah. you know, the summertime ice cream spots shut yeah. down. And yeah. it uh, it really is a, a turning of the season, I mean, aside from the weather today. But oh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, this is, this is Mario's first time in upstate New York, wow, Saratoga. Yeah. And yeah, really cool town. I enjoyed myself. Interesting time to come here, let me tell you. Hopefully we can wrap up recording before uh, the missus and your kid get here. So, you, want, you want you don't want screaming baby audio on, well, uh, I don't know, on the man. podcast? Well, that'd be interesting, but hope, well, hopefully, um, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I'm getting put on the spot here, folks. So. <laughs> now, back to San Francisco. We'll get... We'll circle back around to the favorites in just a minute, but sure. we have other people who live there too. Well, 
One moved there a few years ago, Rebecca Anzalone. Oh, really? Yeah, she she too has gotten into the parrot racket as well. Oh, wow, in San Francisco? Yeah. That's the reason why we moved out of San Francisco. Oh, yeah. That's we knew the, we had a baby coming. That's been the big thing with like, getting priced out of San Francisco. It is, yeah. no joke. Yeah. Um, you know Chad Nolan? The, 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 you know, the famous Nolan brothers of Saratoga? Not really. Um, he's a year older than I am, but he's in San Francisco with a young baby doing the same thing. Another Saratogian making it work. And Nate Griffin lived out that way too. He's back in Saratoga. Yeah. He's I, back in the Spa City. I caught up with Nate when he was in San Francisco. We oh. hung out a little bit. Yeah, he was, um, I think he was living with one of the Dragon Eddie brothers. Oh. I remember. These, you know, the famous Silly Pink Bunnies. I don't know if you ever saw that graffiti around Saratoga never, growing up, but there would be. Never really seen that, man. Yeah, the pink Playboy bunny tat, uh, you know, on the walls of downtown. They're a little skater company. Where, that, Carol, uh, where are they? Caroline? Oh, where yeah. Caroline yeah. Street? Definitely around Caroline Street. Over near the Putnam Den, that alley, there was always one tagged over oh, there. Oh, yeah, it's like Putnam Street, yeah. That's yep. the part of Saratoga I never went through as a kid. Anyway, well, who else? Uh, John Duffy. I remember in the John Duffy. Oh, yeah. Uh, John and I lived together uh, oh. for about three years. A few, few years ago, he went to Spain and ran with the Bulls in Pamplona. That's crazy. I would never do that. I would me neither. I would never do that. Hashtag me neither. So, yeah, so now he's living down in L.A. Oh. Uh, because the housing prices are so crazy in SF, he, he got a buyout in his apartment. The, yeah. the landlord said, hey, look, we want you out. Here's a chunk of money to move. <laughs> and uh, and he took it, and he moved down to L.A. Oh, man. So, John Duffy, if you're listening, say hi to Adam Parada and his girlfriend down there. Because they live in Los Angeles, too. They were up here uh, as this summer began. Amy's, uh, Adam, Amy, that's Adam's girlfriend, has a novel out. He's had it for all Yeah, I heard she wrote a book. The Bookshop of Yesterdays. Available on all fine bookstores, uh, brick and mortar or online. That's amazing. I, I do not have the uh, the brain for writing. I, as much as I love to read, it's not a two-way street. I've got the brain for podcasts, but just like writing a novel, there's a, there's a whole lot that goes into it. Not too many people know this, but there's a lot that goes into the making a podcast. I just want to make you and the listeners aware of what do you do. Do you have to do a lot of editing? And I, I certainly I certainly do, and that can be a real pain in the you-know-what sometimes. That's what I hear is, yeah, the hardest part is you never know when to stop, you know? Making it clear and concise. Or maybe like go like um, or, or especially if I'm driving in my car and recording like uh, all the dead air I gotta get. Uh, that right is. Up. But yeah. here's the thing: I'm doing two things at once. Um, I'm recording while driving a car. That is. By a, the way, I always tell the listeners never use your cell phone while you're driving. Hands free. Hey, it's hands free. Hands free. Yeah. Well, I have to say these loaded fries were fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've just been digging into them and then. Uh, Hopefully, I think we get up to the bar and uh, order the main course here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there you go, man. So, all so, right, so we go back. Right, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, so Mario, if we're going to go back to favorite things, I mean. Let us do that. Circle similar to my love of the band Fish, right, Mario favorite, has favorite a. Music yes, he's got a similar passion, but for a football team. Oh, man. My wife and I are season ticket holders for the San Francisco 49 Oh, yeah. They've been in the news recently with Colin Kaepernick and all. Oh, yeah. A lot, lots going on in the news. He uh, also yeah. went to UNR. I went to the same school that Kaepernick went to. Oh. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty interesting times out there, but... Yeah, we like to get out to the stadium early in the morning, cook up a nice breakfast, tailgate for a few hours. I mean, it's a full day. Love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, the light of the football. It is. Oh, yeah. It's 
funny because I, I always give the analogy of like, well, you know, you're obsessed with this team, I'm obsessed with the band. It's very much like going to a sporting event every time we see them. Yep, yep. Big crowd of people. Hanging out in the parking lot. Yeah, no one yeah. knows what. No, yeah. yeah. Who knows how the outcome of the show is going to be, whether it's going to be a win or a loss. <laughs> Sadly, the festival uh, that our friends were trying to go to. And Thank God you yeah, yeah, and, and you know, circling back to Alexandria Bay. So you know, all all of our friends that went to that festival had to have alternate plans for the weekend. So Sam ended up taking. Oh, Sam took a bunch of them up to the Thousand Islands. Oh yeah, so backup plan. They really went out of their way, man. Yeah, they did. But big, I mean, big audible getting called back to the football analogy. It's just a heartbreaker that that happened, and you know, the New York State Health Department shut it down. There was nothing that could be done. There's massive flooding in the area, and yeah. So. Yeah. Real bummer there. I'm not the fish fan by any means. I respect the art. I respect the craft of the jam bands. But uh, as a fellow upstate New Yorker, uh, hearts out to everybody in Watkins Glen and uh, the surrounding area. Yeah, we hope everyone's doing okay. You know, yeah. the, the band did a big thing of all of the merchandise that they made for the festival. They, they sold, were, and the proceeds were going to the surrounding communities. Yeah, there for was, uh, just efforts. a little inside baseball. I think there was an event at Bailey's Cafe here in Sarasota. Uh, they're going to be a portion of the donation. We're going to go to help out with blood relief down in Watkins I forget, I think it's like 10 counties down there that were all affected. Oh yeah, so like, I think Schuyler County, I haven't been in that part of New York State in many, many years. That's the thing, New York State is huge, and yeah. it's, it doesn't get the appreciation, because Manhattan is such a glaring light oh, yeah, that got, takes... Yeah, Manhattan is almost like, almost like a I mean, where we grew up, we're a solid five-hour drive to Buffalo, you know, the western part of the state. I should, well, you're preaching to the choir, because many years ago, my sister went to college in Rochester. Oh, man. And that is a bruising road trip that's four hours away from Saratoga to Rochester. And it's just like all farmland. There's nothing, nothing of interest. Yeah. But, you know, I always uh, joke that the state of New York looks like a, the profile of a chicken, yeah. where, like, the feet are, like, Long Island, Manhattan, the tail yeah. feathers are buffalo, yeah. and then we're kind of near the beak. <laughs> we're near the waddle. Yeah, we're near the waddle, exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, I was going to ask favorite farm animal after that, but nope, we're going to... Yeah, I like that. You got two so sound effects in this one. You got an Arnold impression and a chicken. <laughs> Do one where Arnold and the chicken meet. <laughs> chicken. That was Arnold doing uh, Mickey from Rocky. Trying to train Rocky. Chicken, 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 chicken. Hasta la vista. But anyway, all right, we did favorite artists. You kind of jumped on it, man. You wrote a quick study here, like quick read. I know. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of listening to podcasts, and I love that you've got kind of, you know, a, a, a structure and not a structure at the same time. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, there's a little conversational side tangents. It's like, well, it's like a personal journal of sorts, but... I'll talk about, okay, I remember this from my life, too. You know, let's bring back little occurrences. It's great. So, um, I was chatting with Bill Moen last night. He was a previous guest. Yeah. He's about to join you in the parenthood. That's right. I mean, his wife's due date was two days ago, and she's... Still, still waiting. They're still waiting. All right. Well, next, well, not this episode, but I thought. Well, if anything happens, we're recording this before I record the rest of the episode. By the way, 
if anything happens, Bill, you're getting a special shout-out one way or the other. Yeah, and I believe they, they uh, don't know the gender. They're, they want to be surprised. And the Moen family has only had males for like three generations. Whoa. Wow. Every, yeah. 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 I could even some of that too, but they have too much of it. Yeah. I think the Moen family beats Arnold in testosterone for sure. I'm Hans. I'm probably going to pump. Yeah, I tried to get Joe Mullen to, to stay to be on the podcast. He left town yesterday. Oh, speaking of which, weren't you going to do a podcast uh, with uh, the Mullen brothers yourself? It was just going to be the three years, but I have somehow to be, that didn't... Uh, yeah, I told Bill, I, I, I said, let's do this, but, you know, the, the issue of being on the West Coast, I, you know, I left it up to him to be the, the linchpin, and uh, it just didn't pan out. Well, Bill's in New York, Joe's in uh, Western Massachusetts on Northampton Way. That's right, that's right, so... I, was, I don't know how long ago this was you were going to do a podcast. I don't know, was it going to be on your own or were they going to be uh, the moderator of this little affair? You know, I Aren't feel like it's... Aren't they more to do it? I, yeah, I feel like it's important to have a moderator. Like, it, it, it frees up a lot of the conversation and needs, you know? So, yeah, I, that's right. if you're going to volunteer, I mean, that yeah, might be right. like the, the one backbone that gets this thing going. So. Hey, man, I'm like, I'm like Reggie Jackson with the Yankees. Just throw all the stirs and drink. Yeah, you know, yet, it's... Uh, I, yet, but Sam Charbonneau back to him. I stirred the drink, Sam almost spilled it on the ground, if, if you know what I mean. Go back to episode 50, folks, a wild time at, at Parting Glass. That was, yeah, that was a great episode. So, I love the name of the podcast, I love the image, um, but I, yeah, I, but the, what's, I found funny, and I was just kind of, you know, thinking the other day about, you know, your last name is an awesome last name to yes, integrate lends, into the name of the well podcast. Yeah, so I was thinking, like, if you wanted to do a hardcore political podcast, it'd be like, bullet to your head. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a little too intense. Man. Right, it'd have to be something where, you know, it's the direction of the podcast is very, you know, straight to the point, but it's a solid name. Oh, yeah, so I really, it was fun. I just kind of thought of it myself as like, well, let's use that one. <laughs> that's let's great, I love it. kind of workshop names. Well, all right, we've gone, we've yeah, this interview's gone through some tangents itself, but that's how it is. That's how it's designed by design almost. I'm a tangenty kind of person for sure. Oh, you're going to love this podcast, let me tell you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did favorite musical artist, we did best book. How about favorite drink right here? Uh, if you want to, you can count what you've been uh, slucking down. You know, it, it, so uh, I'm a huge fan of beer. Oh, I, uh, as I, evidenced by what we see on the table. Here. Yes, uh, not only drinking it, but making it. I've been, I've been making oh. beer uh, for about 10 years now. Whoa! Yeah, so I, I started, you know, on a stovetop with a little five-gallon pot. But you quickly realize that the potential of a massive destructive mess in your kitchen is way too high to keep doing it in your kitchen. Or worse yet, if you're trying to make your own vodka, the whole place could go wrong. Well, no, I actually made root beer one time. Oh, did you? Yeah, you'd think that'd be pretty benign, but the issue is there's so much sugar in it that the yeast keeps consuming it, and I kept it just out in my, like, you know, just out at room temperature, woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. to let the root beers exploding. (laughs) And so, yeah, I learned our lesson not to one make soda but if we are keep it refrigerated so yeah, oh, i stick yeah. to i stick to beer i stick to the safe stuff yep this isn't like this isn't like making a guinea red down in the basement or something it kind of yeah it's like a little uh good fella. Now, you're italian so you probably know a little bathtub stuff. gin if you will i've drank shine before um 
so oh, right did you do? yeah yeah so the guy that um, so now I, I make beer outside but in order to do that had to build this big rig it's called a, a, a gravity all grain system so um, I, I could do a 10 gallon batch at a time which equates to about yep there's some more beer coming but uh, it equates to about 120 beers um, you know per per brew and you can use the same rig to make moonshine there you go man there you go, we are done there. Yeah, cheers. For the summer of 2018. Yeah, it's the end of another season. That is correct. Okay, so we got your favorite drink. How about, how about the favorite, where we already said, we'll say favorite individual musician. Uh, Billy Corgan. Oh, the Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Billy Corgan, the professional wrestling. Uh, I love the fact that he's doing low-level professional wrestling. By the way, do you remember, um, Pat, uh, Ron Riddle from high school? Oh, yeah, I know. Do you know his younger brother is... I heard about this, yeah. yeah Matt Riddle. He's he great. Like WWE, he got signed like a developmental deal with WWE. He did. I mean, he's been in the game for so long in like the lower circuits well, of wrestling. A, and he was an MMA previous. Exactly. Just a dynamic, you know, uh, wrestler. And I'm so excited that, yeah, his career... I follow him on Instagram, and it's so funny to see, you know, him... Uh, I, follow him I follow him on Instagram, too. Yeah. Hell of a bod, by the way. Unlike <laughs> back in the day he was a big old porker yeah you know I randomly ran into their one of their cousins in San Francisco this guy he's like yeah uh, my name's Tom Riddle and I'm like do you happen to know have any relatives in upstate New York he's like in fact I do <laughs> we put oh, yeah, it together that's a pretty high cotton there ladies and gentlemen alright Mario uh, I'll just let him alright uh, that beer favorite uh, individual musician favorite individual can I say uh, let's go Michael McDonald oh how dare you he is a <laughs> Yacht Rock Radio, where they're di where your portfolio is diversified. Uh, yeah, but your tan is tawny, and your portfolio is diversified. So uh, he's only saying that because I am obsessed with Michael McDonald and individual uh, artists with the Doobie Brothers. Well, you know, if you ever want to have a Michael McDonald singing voice, just yawn while you're singing. Not an to yawn. Any, yeah, it's great. I love that. That and Aaron Neville. Those two singing voices, if you could combine them, I mean, blow out your eardrums. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. It's you. You're the only one I love. Thank you thing about Michael McDowell that's amazing is he literally sings backup for every other oh, male heard, yeah. 80s like How about the single 70s? act. You ever heard like Steely Dan Peg? That you can oh. clearly hear go, hey, come back to you. Oh it's amazing. But I mean like there, there's so many. I mean the Doobie Brothers use him. Uh, Christopher Cross. Ride it's, Like the Wind. You can hear him on there too. Exactly. And he's got one line in Ride Like the Wind. Make it to the border of Mexico. And of course, my favorite, my favorite Michael McDonald do what he did with uh, James Ingram. Yamo be there. I've been talking about Yamo be there all weekend. Oh, it's annoying. I got mad because Mario was out of the car and it was playing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, this, and Mario probably quoted Paul Rudd and Forty Year Old Virgin. You talk about that song one more time. I'm gonna be on opening this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Yes. So I dressed up as Michael McDonald for Halloween once. Oh, did you? And people kept going, Colonel Sanders? 
And I'm like, no. Because I couldn't find the silvery, like, salt and peppery wig. It was just all white or silver. Here's a little hint, like uh, I'm starting to plan for the fall already. I'm, I'm going to let the listeners in on this. I'm thinking about going as the dude from the Big Lebowski. Dude, not, no pun intended with my response, but yes, you should definitely well, I, do I, that. I, I gotta find a, I, I'm going to grow the beard out, but i got to find a bathrobe, a pair of bedroom slippers, and you're a Caucasian, you're good to go. Not like a white Russian, but no cocoa puffs. <laughs> all right, speaking of films, let's get on to the next question. Favorite uh, motion picture of all time? All right, so I recently saw... Like, like a Twitter thing about movies that would define you, you know, like if you had to pick ones. So I'm going to go down that route. It's not necessarily my favorite movie, but ones that definitely like impacted me. So the movie, movie adaptation, uh, a Nicolas Cage uh, little, uh, little bout. Yeah, Nicolas Cage, and he plays twin brothers. One of them has confidence and the other does not. And <laughs> Let me guess the movie. Leaving Las Vegas? No, no, no. It's called Adaptation. Meryl Streep is in oh, it. Oh, I've heard about that one. Uh, and it, it has to, I mean, it, it, it tickles my fancy with regards to biology because oh, it's yeah. about orchids. Oh, yeah. And I love, I, I have a focus on uh, plant science. So um, it's a crazy wild movie. Highly recommend it. Um, and then just from the standpoint of things that have affected me uh, right. throughout my life, love Goodfellas. Oh, I got, yeah, I got a, you know, I'm Italian, I have to pick a mob oh, movie. And then growing up, uh, Princess Bride oh, and yeah. The NeverEnding Story. I did, a, I, I did. A, I think the first, last episode, a little mini I did before I went to the cave, I ended with a clip like Billy Crystal. Half, half one, you in the castle. Oh, so that's right. inconceivable. <laughs> How about you, Mario? Favorite movie of all time? Digging the loaded prize. Oh Mario gosh. Um, I'm I think the Dark Knight is a. The Dark Knight is always a classic. Um, yeah, great movie. Um, and I always kind of like the movie Drive. I don't know if you've seen that one. Is that another Nicolas Cage movie? Oh, that's Drive. No. Uh, Gosling, I think. Ryan Gosling is that one. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but really good. Baby Drivers. I, I mean, I like the, the great soundtrack. Is it a prequel to Drive? I don't think they're. I don't think they're related at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. It's kind of a similar. Definitely a similar uh, story, but. That one's all about the the music to me. Yeah, it's it's a cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you like that one? You mentioned. What about like Casablanca? Oh my! Oh, uh, you know, too. classic. But I think I'll have to pass. What about what about uh, what's on with the names of Bowie? Uh, oh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth is a classic. Oh yeah. All right, there you go, right there. So, yeah. Alright, so we're gonna go to Jeff. We're gonna go uh, biggest pet peeve. What's the oh, thing man. that grinds your gears? Uh, I have so many pet peeves, I don't know where to start. <laughs> and now ones. you're putting me on the spot. They're all jumbling to get out at once, and I'm blanking. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, that's just such a minor one, but uh, HBO put out a miniseries last year called Big Little Lies. Oh. And there was a character named Amabella that blew oh. my mind and how much it annoyed me. Oh. And then they did a similar miniseries this summer, and there was another female character with the first name Amma in it, and it blew my mind. How about that? Yeah, so that's just an example of how I can get, things can just, yeah, everything can become a pet peeve During, my, during my vacation, I got my own HBO Noah, HBO Now account. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, I'm throwing it a boy The first thing I watched was this Robin Williams documentary. I want to watch that. Oh, it's so good. It's called Come Inside My Mind. It is so good. Debbie watched the Andre the Giant documentary on there? No, I have not, but I will. Oh, man. 
yeah. way to just bring back wrestling and the Princess Bride. Right now, I would have to say, being asked after every time I say something, I tend to hear these days, I know, right? And I want to just say, yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, like a vernacular, like, yeah, say yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this is a good sandwich. And they're like, right? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that, you know, very small thing, but that, that's the current pet peeve. My, mine tend to rotate. Oh, yeah, so this goes with the seat, I guess. Yes, yes. Wow. All right, so we were, okay, so we did biggest pet peeve, we did favorite film, favorite drink, best book you've ever read. Biggest, first uh, celebrity crush you had. Oh, man. Uh, Selma Hayek. I saw her in Wild Wild West, sure with a turkey of a film, but Salma Hayek in that film? Boing. Yeah, she's my favorite. Biggest celebrity crush? Oh gosh, I've had so many. I mean, maybe we'll keep it in the same nationality there, go Eva, Eva Longoria. She's, I mean, there's just so many. So, that is not what Mario's into it by girls at all. You're oh, come on. Who, who, I mean, she's got all of the things that check my boxes. Yes, she's gorgeous. Oh yeah. I don't know who would you think would be. If I all right, so if I was gonna pick Mario's crush, uh, what's her name from True Detective season one? You got me. Yes, I mean she would fall into the category. Or, or the girl from Drive, Christina Hendricks. Oh yeah. She's pretty hot. She's pretty hot. Maybe my biggest crush. Nah, I don't know. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much silicone right there. I prefer the El Natural, but you're getting close. <laughs> I do like the voluptuous. Despite the fact we once got caught with this, Oh, yeah. Oh, no, not that no, you're thinking Tommy of, Lee. Tommy you're thinking Lee. Of, you're thinking of Carmen Electra. Oh, yeah. Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman shacked up back in the day. Pamela Anderson shacked up with Tommy By the way, do you think uh, he's going to win Nobel Peace Prize this year? Oh, Rodman? Yeah, I mean, for all of his work in North Korea. I highly doubt it at this point. That's already been going first. They signed the back already. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised at what's going on in the world already. I would not be surprised. All right, Mario, you can send this final question out. Jeff, uh, uh, we haven't met in a while, and this is going to make me sound like a real raving uh, egomaniac going out with you. So, but who is Jason Ball, and what does he make to you? You know, Janice, Jason Bullitt is an honest soul with, I mean, if he finds a passion, he pursues it, which is this podcast. And I, like, I was so excited to see that you had it out and that I could, like, that I found it on the iTunes, you know, store. And when are you going to be on Stitcher? Because that's when I, that's where I listen to all of my podcasts. That's a tough one to get on. That's a tough cookie. You got, we got to get you an appetizer. I'm telling you, so we should approach, or you should approach a local restaurant like Pope's Pizza and just say look I'm looking for an advertiser you literally have to give me nothing I just want to mention it on the podcast and start from there hello Frank Zakari you actually got competition my friend you have to have somebody that you advertise for it could be the smallest game in town doesn't matter it's just about the advertisement how's this for irony I got a guy down in Troy uh, let's just put it that way uh, you know Frank Zakari you know who you are and Heidi too big shout out to the yeah party. guys let him advertise your business so he's got a what is it like a bar restaurant Hockey ball club, jump aboard club. 
By the way, talk about a fun Instagram. I love Frank Sakari's Instagram. Frank is the man. Big shout out to you, Frank. Yeah, hi, Frank. I also also another soul I haven't seen since high school. He's down in Troy now. He's not far from here. Yeah, where do you live these days? I live down in uh, Half Moon out near Mechanicville. Oh, nice. So about halfway to Albany. I'm there. I'm there, Saratoga. I'm here, Troy. I'm not too far from Albany. Schenectady is uh, somewhat of a hike, but still good. Let me ask you: Have you ever been to Gus's in Waterville? I have. Yeah, I shared that article uh, over vacation about the restaurant. Oh, I've been there. That is a. I mean, you know, Guy Fieri had the show Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. Indeed it's too divey to <laughs> to be on the show. <laughs> And they've been making that way for 53 years. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's a sight to see. It's it's worth doing. Oh, there you go right there. I think I know a walk-off when I see one. So, uh, Jeff DeRossi, do you have anything to plug when we prepare to wrap up? Uh, shout out to uh, Red Top on Instagram, underscore red period top underscore. And uh, that's it. So there you go right there. All right, uh, Jeff DeRossi, thanks for being on the show. Thanks to Mario for sitting in and contributing Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate the time. All right, thank you folks. Farewell uh, summer 2018. We are out. Well, that was a great interview, wasn't it? Well, that could have been the end right there, but wait, there's more, they say in the infomercials. Jeff, tell a story about Saratoga history before we wrap yeah, up. Yeah, quick a little, little you know, personal slash Saratoga history moment. So I mentioned early on that my... Um, I'm third generation yeah. Saratogian, uh-huh. so my uh, my great grandfather came over from Italy to uh, from from the Bari coast to oh, yeah. work at a mine somewhere north of Saratoga. Mm. And on his way up to the mine, he, they stopped here and was like, "This is a beautiful town." And once he made enough money at the mine, he uh, got his family here and they opened up a restaurant over on uh, the west side called De Rossi's in 1914. Where was De Rossi's at the time? Uh, do you know offhand? Or yeah, it's it's uh, what the Barrel House is today. Oh, that's how to Tyler Kelly, now yeah. former owner of the Yeah, of the former. Barrel. Now he's over at Winslow's, which is my favorite restaurant oh, in Winslow's. Saratoga. Oh, Winslow's actually like Route 9 in Wilton. It is literally... Uh, Mount McGregor. If you've got a craving for a turkey dinner, go to Winslow's and go there early because they sell out quick. Oh, yeah. But man, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, so they opened up the Italian restaurant in 1914 in that building, and it was open until 1980. Um, Capone ate there, um, lots of characters over the years. Uh, we have a plaque for selling the first Molson in America, um, and uh, yeah, just uh, you know, being born in 1983, the restaurant had been shut down for a few years when I was born, but my, um, my grandfather's sisters still lived above the restaurant and so every family big family holiday we'd still eat in the dining room of the restaurant but it was just it was it was closed for, it was for the just, public uh, it had gone it had uh, gone into history yeah it had gone into history and it stayed that way until uh andrew usis and tyler kelly bought it well no actually i gotta be honest, there was a place before that 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 really did the bulk of the upgrades to turn it back into was it gotcha's gotcha's it was called gotcha's a friend of mine reed ellum some time ago had uh, nice shout out to reed his mom was an awesome ceramics (laughs) teacher that's right and uh reed's a photographer he got married to one he lives out in utah now oh wow so uh, reed had his pictures up there like uh, this was uh 2010 or some time ago a few years back 
so man with the gotchas and then Ty Kelly, Andrew Eustis and this other fella went in and uh, bought it, became the barrel house and sadly Tyler is no longer part of the ownership. Right, right, but his, uh, his wife and their family run the Triangle Diner, which is awesome. I've been there. That place is fantastic. Maple Avenue, right? You're getting into town. Yep. Fantastic. Across the city line from the town of Greenfield. Yeah, so, um, but it was, you know, I, I could definitely say my family is happy to see when the Barrel House opened up that was like friends operating in there. Oh, like, it was a yeah. good feeling, you know? I, I'm going to miss uh, Tyler Kelly's uh, little Christmas party two days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's Festivus, if you will. That's right, if you will. I did like a Festivus in July episode, kind of. I kind of railed against the racetrack. <laughs> oh, like, emission went up to seven dollars. I know. I was shocked. I told everyone because it was their first time going to the track. I'm like, oh, it's like five bucks. Don't even worry about it. I'm like seven dollars. I was surprised. I'm that's more. Well, I didn't wear the cap. I wore the. I'm not wearing the cap. I wore at the track right now. I do feel it like. It seemed rather ironic. I'm wearing a uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company. That's a great brewing. Yeah. I do feel like the track should offer a resident discount. If your ID, you know, like is within 30 miles of the track, you right. should, you know, You're be local able to Saratoga County like I am. Yeah. Well, that, uh, until re- that until many years ago put you out of the running. Right. I kept you in the running. All right, folks, uh, we are done for real. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. Thanks once again to Jeff DeRossi, both in 2020 and 2018. For his appearance on the Keep It To Yourself podcast, albeit two years ago. Hope you enjoy that little blast from the past. So with all that out the way, I wanted to get some podcast shout-outs here before we get to the last bit. Greens from Allentown. It was kind of an interesting episode. Peter Winston wound up doing a GFA Live with Keith Langston. Looking back on Volume 21, Coliseum Video, Best of the WWF. It was quite a trip. Sportscasters, Steve Bennett returned, uh, kind of indifferent towards sports, and you know what? I feel, I'm a big sports fan, but I feel you. I feel you. There's really been no buzz. I know the NFL season starts tonight as I record this. We'll get to football very shortly. But he still wanted to maintain the spirit of the podcast, and God bless him for it. Brought in Jeff Benedict and Michael Triplett for some fancy football talk. Had my draft, not, to, not last weekend, but weekend previous and that kind of caught me off guard here i am dealing with a tornado warning and to top it off like oh my fancy drip just like mother's day to tony kornheiser it just snuck up on me well actually it caught me unawares you get it anyway also the break it down show dropped today as i record this i've been saying that a lot aries spears gets an interview with pete a turner give that a listen all right folks speaking of football the 2020 nfl season Starts this evening as I record this. I've said it again. If you had a drinking game, you'd be drunk out of your mind by now. And let's just say the football landscape is going to be more sparse, at least at the outset anyway, due to the pandemic, in terms of football offerings. I really don't have any excitement over the college game. So with that in mind, there's going to be a radical change, and I hope it's for this year only. The last two years, I've done this thing called the Super Six Pigskin Picks, where I take a total of six games from the weekend's college and professional football slate. Well, due to the pandemic, I decided to make a radical change, and like I said, I pray God that this will last for just this year only. For 2020, I am renaming the Super Six Pigskin Picks the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week. Back when yours truly was in his younger days, 
He listened to the Scott Van Pelt show on ESPN Radio. He had a solo show right about mid-afternoon, which never aired in my market, but I only heard about through podcasts and listening online. And I decided, well, I'm going to pick one game out of the NFL slate, which looks appetizing, and I'm going to make my pick. I'm going to go against the spread, just like with the Super 6, and I'm going to give you my reason for why I picked this game and why I decided, you know, what my pick's going to be. So... (laughs) With that shoddy introduction out of the way, let's get to this week's official play. Maestro? Now, back the last two years, a game like this, like I'm about to announce, would not have gotten any real buzz. It would have been just a snooze fest. Nobody would have given a crap. Or gave a crap or given a crap. Nobody would have cared. That's all I'm trying to say outside of the two fan bases. What am I talking about? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted the New Orleans Saints. We got an old veteran in Drew Brees against uh, some fresh-faced kid by the name of Tom Brady. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Also, well, let's just say there's a debut by Rob Gronkowski, the tight end, brought him from New England. All of a sudden, this matchup's got some serious buzz. New Orleans been snake been in the playoffs each of the last three years. I think the refs did it to him again in 2020. Playoffs is what they did in 2019, that non-pass interference call. Alvin Kamara also ended the same struggles holding out. I was the poor sucker who drafted him in his fantasy league. <laughs> so, also the Saints window's got to be closed. I mean, how much old? I mean, Drew Brees ain't getting any younger, folks. According to the Action Network, Tampa Bay plus four, that means they're favored, but they're the underdog by four points. So you know what? Take Tampa Bay in the four. Plus means they're the underdog, minus means they're the favorite. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay upset special to kick off the 2020 National Football League season. And that will do it for episode 105 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I thank you as ever for listening. Never take the audience for granted. Never have, never will. More nonsense, mayhem, whatever this is. Next week, cross your fingers. Not sure what's going to be the topic, but thanks for staying with me this long. As always, and above all else, even though you're wearing a mask, which you should be doing, wait for it. Keep smiling. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs> 65 toss power trap that might pop wide open rats all right you're probably wondering wait a minute haven't we just reached the end of the episode well i have a little musical treat for you at the end of episode 54 of the kitty pod i did what i consider to be a musical tribute to the summer of 2018 and you're going to hear that right now to close out the show once again thanks for listening talk to you next week the back end of a female doubleheader is not something dirty, despite how it might sound. Sitting here in Avalon, looking at the pouring rain. The summertime has come and gone, and everybody's home. 
you at the concert with my brother Tony? So I, I, I wasn't there. Uh, well, you didn't miss much anything.
you guys are tremendous. 